You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one Winning Drive. Welcome back to Winning Drive. Cordell Woodland still here. Joined now by our guest Al Sacco from the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. What's going on, Al? How you doing, Cordell? Thanks for having me. For sure, man. Appreciate the time. And this is uh, the game of not only the week, this could be the game of the season. Uh, for all we know to this point, you got best on best Ravens against the Niners on Christmas night out in San Francisco. So many different unique matchups on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. I'm just as a football fan. I'm, I mean, this is really like my Christmas present uh, being <laughs> able to watch this game. So let's dive right into it. Let's first we could look at this uh, Niners offense against the Ravens defense, because that is where I believe the game the, the the true matchup is, you know, this Niners mm-hmm. offense has kind of been a juggernaut all year. So many weapons on that side of the ball from McCaffrey uh, to IU, George Kittle, Debo, mm-hmm. uh, Brock Purdy, Trent Williams, best offensive lineman, a uh, best uh, offensive ta- left tackle in the league for a while. Uh, and I, and I know that cause I've been following Trent his entire career. So, um, all of those guys going up against this Ravens defense, they have their own unicorn and Kyle Hamilton. You've got the linebackers and Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen. There's so many people all over the uh, the field for both sides. How do you see this Niners offense matching up against the Ravens defense? Well, this is going to be a great test for them. And I'm not one of those guys who's taking the temperature on Brock Purdy every week anymore because I think he's done enough to prove he's, he's a really, really good quarterback. But this is going to be one of those games you're going up against one of the best defenses in the league. The offense has been unstoppable since the bye. You've got four guys who are probably going to have a thousand scrimmage yards this year, which hasn't happened since the Colts in 2004. So it's going to be a great test for them. I'm interested to see how they're going to going to attack the Ravens defense, who's given up the most, the least points in the league. You're going to see a lot of McCaffrey. Is it going to be a Debo game? Is it going to be a Kittle game? Is it going to be an Ayuk game? And that's the thing about the 49ers. You never really know where they're going to hit you from or, or what the game plan is going to be. So I can't wait. Like you said, it's it's Christmas night. It's like a Christmas present for me, too. It's just such a huge game. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a big time test for them. But, you know, it's it's hard for the Niners because they have so many ways that they can beat you to shut them down. But 
with the Ravens, you mentioned Rokon Smith. I feel like once they got him, he kind of transcended their defense. Their defense has changed. The McCaffrey trade was huge for the Niners last mm-hmm. year. The Roquan Smith, I thought, was was huge in its own right for the Ravens. So it's going to be a huge challenge. And, and listen, this this could be a Super Bowl preview, so it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, definitely will be. And I, I'm very intrigued. Uh, you mentioned Roquan Smith. Roquan had a, a lot to say on Wednesday. Nothing I think will end up being bulletin board material. But look, he's a confident player. He believes in his guys. And, you mm-hmm. know, he's willing to bet on them against anybody, including the Niners. But you look at it. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey. Look, if I had a vote for MVP, it would be Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, I I think he's been that good. I know the NFL doesn't want a running back winning the MVP, Mm -hmm. um, but because it'd be so bad for business. But I I think Christian McCaffrey is a stud. And and I know the history of the Shanahan's and the run game. They can take anybody off the street and get them a thousand yards on the ground. But CMC, to see somebody as talented as him in that Shanahan offense, you really get to see uh, the true ceiling for what that offense can be. I I, I just think it's going to be tough, and I think that's going to be the toughest thing for the Ravens to stop is the run game. That's kind of been this defense's sore spot this year. When teams make a commitment to running the football, they struggle. And I think that this Mm -hmm. is going to be a game where the Niners are not going to go away from McCaffrey. Yeah, and you look at it too. It's everybody says with Purdy, well, he's got all these weapons around him, and it's it's kind of the same for McCaffrey. As great as McCaffrey's been, Debo makes him better, and Kittle makes him better, and I all these guys help each other out. And those three games where they were missing Trent Williams, McCaffrey only averaged three point seven yards per carry. He had about forty five fifty yards per game, so he, he was struggling then too. So it's kind of I always say it's like the Avengers with them when everybody's together, they're kind of unstoppable. Mm-hmm. When you're missing some of that the pieces, it's it, it, it's a little bit different, but I think with the run game, you mentioned Cordell, it's the versatility of it too, with the Niners. So Debo and McCaffrey are the only two players in the NFL this year with at least five rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns. So it's the way that they can beat you. It's that they can mix Debo in on those sweeps or whatever else and and the versatility of it. That's, that's tough for teams. So I agree with you. I think in a big game like this, you're going to see a lot of Christian early, but Debo is going to get mixed into in that running game. And, And I'm interested to see what Kyle's got up his sleeve. Debo, you mentioned him. I mean, I said it uh, the other day, and I may sound crazy. Debo is the guy that I'm game planning to stop because when Mm -hmm. I watch the Niners, he's the one that kills the other team's confidence. When he gets going and he hits on some of those splash plays, it's just like teams feel so defeated at that point because by that point, CMC has already had his moments and you know he's going to have more. But Debo gets it. You mentioned out of the backfield, he gets it on the in the pass game. And they, and credit to Kyle Shanahan, he's such a mastermind offensively. He does such a great job because no matter how good we think guys like Debo and Christian McCaffrey are, I mean, look at that Cardinals game. Both of those guys had walk-in touchdowns in that game where they're just mm. wide open by themselves. So when I look at it, it's a tough task for Mike McDonald, who's done a great job with this Ravens defense this year. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at it at this game and I'm trying to figure out what's my best chance to slow this offense down, I'm looking at Debo Samuel because he just does so many things that go against the grain. That, Like I said, when he has those big plays, I, I just feel like it, it's deflating. It's deflating for a defense. Uh, if the run game is going to be there, that's fine. But you can't give up those explosive plays to Debo. 
Yeah, and the thing with, I mean, he's been out of his mind the yeah. last three weeks. I think he's got yeah. six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, something like that. And the back-breaking part with him is you see him, it's a four-yard screen sometimes, and he takes it to the house, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just deflating. But you mentioned those two wide-open touchdowns, and the difference with the 49ers offense that what you've seen in previous years is they have the ability for the big play now because Purdy does take shots. Now, the two plays that you mentioned, the first was McCaffrey where he was wide open. If if you watch that play, that's an off-schedule play. Mm -hmm. The rush is coming. Purdy rolls out to his left and hits the throw on the run. That's a play with Garoppolo. It's a sack or the ball is getting thrown away. It doesn't happen. And on the Debo, I, I think it was a second touchdown, but the, the long pass, the 50-yarder down the field, that's a play where Debo isn't the first read. Purdy said he's, he saw Jamal Adams flat-footed said, okay, I can hit Debo here. Debo said he wasn't even expecting the ball, and then he he takes that shot play down the field. That wasn't happening with the Niners in previous seasons. That's why there were a lot of games that were 23 to 17, and it's at the end, and you're like, oh, my God, how are we not up by four scores right now? Well, that's happening now. They're getting those big plays. They're taking those shots, and that's why you're seeing scores 35-40 to 17 instead of the low 20s to 17 now. So you have all those guys, and they are open, and they can make plays on top of, the Niners taking shots as well. So it's just been a perfect storm right now. And as long as they can keep it up, you know, they're, they're just, they're just really hard to deal with offensively. Yeah. And look, Brock Purdy is so many things said about him. He's obviously the front runner right now for the MVP. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the places I'm looking, Lamar Jackson is right behind him. So these two guys will be able to kind of battle it out for the MVP. But I do want to get your thoughts on Brock Purdy because it's so many differing uh, uh, opinions on yeah. him some people feel like you know he just has the luxury of playing with a lot of talent which he does but they use that you know to kind of talk down on him and discredit what he brings uh to to them I, I you mentioned just what they look like with Jimmy G and and I use that as an example of how you can't just put anybody in Brock Purdy's shoes and say it'll look like this I don't think it will I think the way that he plays and him being selfless and really maybe the fact that he's not a individually special player like a Lamar Jackson, like a mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes. I think that's a benefit for them because he doesn't play with an ego and he has no problem letting the guys around him make the plays for him. But I look at him like an extension of the coach. I, I, it's almost like Kyle Shanahan is playing quarterback because he doesn't make a mistake. He's mm -hmm. accurate with the ball. He always finds the open guy every single time. He knows where the open guy is going to be. I just haven't seen him be fooled. Now, he had that horrible game earlier in the year. I think it was against Cleveland or somebody where it's like, okay, this is the worst I've seen of Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. He's bounced back since then, and he's just as hot as anybody. Yeah, and you mentioned the extension of Kyle Shanahan. There was a play, might have been in the playoffs last year. I don't remember exactly when, but Debo was streaking wide open across the field. And he threw to Ayuk on a post. And Ayuk kind of broke the route off and it was incomplete. And everybody on Twitter is like, oh, my God, Debo was wide open. And even the announcers might have said Debo Samuel is wide open here. And they cut to Kyle Shanahan and Kyle was making uh, this with his hand saying to Ayuk, you should have kept going. You should have kept going. What that told me is that's where Kyle wanted the ball thrown. He wanted it thrown to Ayuk. So regardless of what Debo was doing. Purdy was an extension of Kyle out there. That's where the play was supposed to go. That's where Purdy threw it. And that's where Kyle wanted the ball. So Kyle wasn't even worried about Debo, that Debo was open. It went to the right spot. And that was the first time where I was kind of like, okay, I think this is what's happening here. This is an extension of Kyle on the field. Kyle showed a lot of confidence in him in the playoff game against Dallas last year. It was two short third downs at the end of the game, third and one, third and two, to seal it. 
You have McCaffrey back there. He had his rookie quarterback throwing on both downs. That showed how much faith that he has in Purdy. And if you look at the numbers this year, yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, he has talent. But Peyton Manning had, you know, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and Dallas Clark and Edron James and Kurt Warner had had Marshall Falk and, and all, Tory Holt and all those guys. You have to have good players guys. around you. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at Purdy's stats, though, it's not like he's throwing for 240 in a touchdown pass. He's putting up historical numbers. And if you look at what he's doing this season, just in terms of how dominant he's been numbers-wise, he leads the league in touchdown passes. His TD percentage is 7.6, which he leads. Second is 5.9. His yards per attempt is 9.9. Second is 8.6. His rating is 119. Second is 106. So he's dominating in these categories. He's he's just not playing well. And he's putting up numbers that, you know, you just we haven't seen for someone this young. He's second in the NFL in passing yards, despite being 21st in pass attempts. And the Niners are last as a team, I think, in pass mm-hmm. attempts, but for quarterbacks, Purdy's 21st. So he's he's he is also part of taking this offense and taking it to the next level. And I think that's kind of the issue I have with the people who kind of bite back on it. it yeah, it's not just Purdy, but it's not just McCaffrey. It's not just Debo. It's, it's all of them. You have this unit that's putting up historic numbers because they're so good as a unit. And Purdy's been the perfect trigger man for that. So it's incredible, I think, what he's done. I think he's earned MVP conversation to be in the MVP conversation. Um, and I get why people don't want to believe it. Cause maybe cause he was the last pick in the draft or like you said, he doesn't physically look like Lamar. He doesn't fit like Justin Herbert's a great example. Mm-hmm. What is Justin Herbert really? He's a good quarterback, but what has he really accomplished? I know right. he's had some issues, but everybody looks at him and says, Oh my God, Justin Herbert. Cause he looks so good doing it. Maybe, maybe that's why people are, are hesitant to give Purdy his, his credit, but Listen, if, if he's at worst probably going to be in the top two or three in the MVP this year, and if you had any other second-year quarterback doing that, any, they would be like, oh, my God, this is the next great player. So it's amazing what he's done. And it just as an NFL fan, even if you're not a 49ers fan, you should just be enjoying this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the efficiency of that Niners passing attack, and it's it reminds me a little bit of the Ravens' offense in 2019. Not in the historic, the Ravens were in a historic running game uh, that that year. So not maybe in that aspect, but in the passing game, Lamar led the league in touchdown passes, and they they had one. They were in the bottom of the league in terms of attempts that year. They just mm-hmm. lived off of efficiency whenever they did throw the ball. One last thing before we go to the uh, other side of the ball. I, we mentioned so many things about the weapons on the Niners side of the offense. The Ravens have their own weapons. We mentioned Kyle Hamilton, Patrick Queen, um, mm. Justin Matabike, who's got all the sacks, what I think uh, he's up to 11 or 12 now as the as an interior pass rusher. What, ty- what kind of threat do you think the Ravens defense poses for this Niners offense? Well, just what you said, the, the passing game, I'm, I'm worried about the pass rush and, and the pass defense. Because I, th- I think, again, I feel good about the Niners being able to run on them. But if they do get in a situation, you know, right tackle has been a little iffy for the Niners, Colton McKibbins at times this year. Um, I think they're better with John Feliciano playing at guard than they were with Spencer Burford. I think 
they'll be they're a little better in the interior. But still, I, I do worry about that pass rush. Purdy's good at getting away from it, but we've seen Ravens shut down Ravens defense shut down quarterbacks this year. So that's my biggest concern is is the pass rush and that pass defense. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Of course, we have to start with Lamar Jackson. Everything begins and ends with him for this Ravens offense. We talked mm -hmm. about all the weapons that the Niners have offensively, but I don't know if anybody has, you know, how you go about trying to stop Lamar Jackson because he just does so many different things. What type of challenge does he pose for this Niners defense? I think the Niners can have issues sometimes with mobile quarterbacks, as, as most teams do. So that's the thing with them. Even if they're they're getting pressure on him, is Lamar going to get out of it? Is Lamar going to make big plays with his legs? That's always going to worry me. Where I'm most worried, though, right now, the Cardinals were able to run on the Niners last mm -hmm. week because Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave were not there. It looks like they're trending towards playing. If they don't, that's a huge concern for me because are the Ravens just going to, similar to the Niners, just try to run the ball up? run the ball, run the ball, control the clock, keep the Niners offense off the field. That worries me. I'd be more worried if Mark Andrews and, and Keith Mitchell were there. I thought Mitchell was a jet because Mitchell can just fly, man. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a huge injury for, for, for the Ravens. And I've been talking about on our show, what team worries me the most. And, you know, we talked early in the season, we were talking about Philly and, and that. And I keep saying the Ravens. I, I'm most nervous about the Ravens just because of what Lamar can do, because that defense can – can make plays, maybe get a turnover and, and shift the game. Um, I'm less nervous now without Andrews and Mitchell. I was watching Mitchell and I'm like, oh man, they have this guy running four three or whatever it was on this offense now with Zay Flowers, who's who's emerging. But now without those two guys, I'm a little less nervous. But with Lamar, there's there's always a chance that that he can take the game over. So this to me is going to be the biggest test for the Niners. I think. Probably if I had to predict the Super Bowl, it would be these two teams right now. So it, it could be a preview, um, but it's going to be a good test for San Francisco to see what they do with, against Lamar and if they can contain him. Yeah, Lamar and the guys didn't want to hear anything about a Super Bowl preview when we talked to them on Wednesday about it. And understandably so, they, they are just whatever game is in front of them. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned the two losses. Keaton Mitchell, of course, was a devastating loss. It's going yeah. to be a huge loss to this run game because he's kind of that home run hitter next to Lamar Jackson. Now they go back to Gus Edwards, who Gus hasn't been very efficient as a runner as of late, but you know, now with more been put back on his plate, we may see that change. Justice Hill will get in there and he has the speed, but he doesn't have the wiggle that Keaton Mitchell has. He just doesn't have that big play capability uh, that Keaton possesses. They, they called up Melvin Gordon from the practice squad. So we'll see what his role will be. But the run game is going to take a hit. The thing about the Ravens, though, they just can always run the ball as long as Lamar's back there. They'll, the run game will be there for them in some yeah. sort of capacity. Now, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews was a huge loss when he initially went down. It hasn't been as big of an impact as maybe people thought because Isaiah likely has been so good. I mean, he had player. another really good game yeah. against the Jags on Sunday night. I think his confidence is through the roof right now. So he has really been a, a gem for the Ravens again, because he was good for them last year in the games that Mark didn't play in. So Isaiah likely being there and playing the way he is, is really a, a huge boost for them because it hasn't allowed them to truly feel the loss of Mark Andrews the way they would have in years past. The one thing that concerns me, the biggest concern I have for this Ravens offense going into this game are their tackles. The tackles are not playing well right now. Ronnie Stanley is struggling in a big way in the past game. He is, his knee is bothering him among other things. 
and he just can't put any type of uh, leverage on that leg. He, and so you see him being drove back into the quarterback multiple times throughout the game. Morgan Moses, his shoulder, among other things, have been dealing, have been bothering him. So he's struggling in the passing game as well. So, of course, when you look at the Niners and you see Chase Young and Nick Bosa coming off the edge, you're a little worried about your quarterback who's back there going up mm -hmm. against those elite pass rushers. Yeah, and the Niners have been different since they got Chase Young. They were really struggling. They were getting pressure, but they were not getting to the quarterback until Chase Young got there. And then they had the bye, and I think Steve Wilkes made some adjustments on his end, and they looked more like the Niners. But a big – I still say Armstead and Hargrave, that's that's yes. the run game, even, even the pass rush. That's that's the big factor for me. If those guys are on the field, I, I would feel really good. If they're not, I'm, I'm definitely going to be nervous. Let's get to some game predictions. Of course, this is a game, and I've had to kind of tell Ravens fans, look, I'm not thinking any less of either of these teams, no matter who loses after this game. This is best on best. You're going to see both of these teams put in uncomfortable situations probably mm. on Christmas night. You're going to see things that usually work for these guys probably not work at times because it's it's just that type of level of competition that we're going to see in this game. But what, what are you feeling about this game? The Niners are five and a half point favorites right now. I kind of feel the same way what you said. Like if the Niners lose, I'm not going to go crazy. It's it's probably arguably the second best team in the league or right up there. Um, you said it's Christmas night. Fluky things can happen. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy on it. It's hard for me right now to pick against the Niners just because of how well they've been playing. And I can't do it here either. I, I don't think they're going to win 45 to 20 or the 35 to 13 like the way they have been. I think the game will be in the 20s for both teams, but I feel like San Francisco is going to pull it out. You know, 27, 23 type thing. Um, both teams are going to be in it late, but it'll be it's going to be a great one. I Christmas night. I just I can't wait to sit down and watch it. Yeah, thank God uh, my partner Rita Hubbard isn't here because she'd probably be laying <laughs> to me because uh, I, I I gotta go with the Niners too, man. It's 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 tough to pick against them right now. They're the hottest team in the league. I think they're the best team in the league, and it's just so much talent over there. And I think that the Ravens match up better with them than probably any other team in the league. It, it's going to mm. be a chess match uh, without question. But I agree with you. I think it's going to get into the high twenties. I think the Niners end up winning this game, maybe 28-24. Um, mm -hmm. It could come down to maybe who has the ball last, could come down to a, a crucial turnover, and no telling. But I, I do think that the Niners end up pulling this game out in the end. I don't think it'll be a dominating win. I don't think the Ravens will look bad. It'll just be a situation to where, you know, uh, the Niners – they have the advantage being at home, not having to travel during Christmas yeah. time. Uh, you can make the argument that they're probably a little healthier right now than the Ravens and some of their key positions. So um, I I'm going to go with the Niners right now in a close game. I still think it'll be a really good one. I really appreciate you making some time for us jumping on the podcast, man. Let the people know about your podcast. Yeah, 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast. Uh, you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. We do about two shows a week. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at LSACO49.